Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Ted McGillicuddy on 102.5 The Rocker. I'm here with T.J. Miller. Again, it's The Rock. Look, now, let's let's hang off this cliff and see if we're going to fall. Look, I just thought that I would save my job by playing the real <laughs> Taking It to the Streets. I heard it, and that's what and we let wanted it play. to hear. I let it play. But as a radio DJ, you can't then fade it out and finish the song on your own. That wasn't me. In a terrible falsetto. That wasn't me. Well, it certainly wasn't the song. Play it again. Let me. I, I let me hear it. I, I got it. No, that, that's the way the song is now. I don't think it is. Like, like we, do you listen to what you just said. That's the way the song is now. Yeah, we reconditioned the song. The, we reconditioned it. Me and Michael remastered McDonald. it. Really? Yeah. You know how we did it? Okay, we yeah. did it. We did it. Minute by minute by minute by Rocky. Yeah, I would assume you do it minute by minute. I mean, you have to do the entire song. All right, here, just play the other song. What a fool Here it is. See here. Thank you. There we are. Yeah, Michael. You will find him there it is. See, this is a great song. Yeah, together. together. See, it's a baritone. They told me I'm an honorary member of the Doobie Brothers. Listen. I can't believe it. So I'm just trying to save my job. All right, listen. Now, if you're, right, if you're no, just no, listening stop. to this episode, right now. go back to the last episode or you're not going to understand any of this. You this won't understand a word of what we're saying. Sense. So in just fact, go back to the first episode. In fact, go back to the first episode of, of all. Yeah. Go back to go back to episode one out of the hundred episodes. I recommend <laughs> listening to every single episode at least once. I, re- I recommend listening to all podcasts before this one. Yeah, all so the you podcasts can really have really something to compare to. understand podcasting in general. All right. Um, and then, I will say... I'm going to starve you right now. Yeah. And uh, starping me right now. I'm going to call you Crave Levy. Okay. Because I crave. No, I crave more of that. That's that's the hook of the station. The rocker mm-hmm. is your rocking back and forth mm-hmm. between your your falsetto voice and the actual song. Yeah, it's the best of those worlds. It's very relaxing, like yeah. a rocking chair it's the best would of be. Those worlds, isn't it? I best get it. Of, oh, I mean, 
I do want to say that hearing it underneath you singing yeah. it makes it so clear how just completely how off you were. Just how great I am. When I, you, what you've been singing for, I'd say, six months or a year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has sounded nothing like that song. Well, that's you why say I, taking it to the tweets mm-hmm. so much faster than he does. <laughs> I mean, he's like, taking it to the streets. And you're like, taking it to the streets. You know what it is? You know why? Because you want to get to the hoo-ha, hoo-ha. That's your favorite part of the falsetto songs. You like to go, taking it to the streets. Time now for a section we like to call the uh, triple Triple banger banger lightning round. round. Triple banger lightning round. And I've got yes. bad news, but I'll share that with you later. This is our third uh, triple banger uh, of this uh, two-part episode. So go back. The first two were really pretty lightning quick. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about a quick banger. I almost didn't know it happened. Mm, yeah, banger. Kind of I hardly wang, even bang. Thank it you, banger. Happened. Yeah. Thank mm. you, banger. This one is titled uh, Triple Banger Lightning Round Question 3. Worst thing for someone to do after you give them an autograph Say they thought you were someone else, mm-hmm. use it to blow their nose, or say, this is a match, and put you in handcuffs. Huh. I, I mean, this is a match and put you in handcuffs would be the best story, right? I think blowing their nose in it is pretty insane. <laughs> I mean, you just gave them an autograph. They're like, here, please, can I have your autograph? And you give it to them, and they just go... <laughs> <laughs> and just toss it in the trash. I the worst thing that ever happened to me was one time. Um, this like he was you know he wasn't a younger kid, but he was like fourteen, young kid, backwards cap, kind of looked like a skater. He came over and he was like, you know, can I have your autograph? And uh, and I said sure. And he had a he had like a, a shot of me, you know, from like I think it was Yogi Bear three D or How to Train Your Dragon. Or of, something. Course. of course, and uh, I signed the thing. And he took it and he put it on the ground and he shit on it. And then he pointed and he said, that's you. That's you. That's what you're like. And then he walked away. And I had to clean up the shit. Wow. Because we were at a fucking museum. (laughs) It's so amazing you never told me that story. I feel like I know you pretty well. We were in the Museum of Modern Art. No, we were in the we were in the History Museum. If it was a Museum of Modern Art, would have left it as an installation piece. I do a lot of New York high culture bits. I got a joke about how Park Avenue is where you park your fucking inheritance and don't do shit. (laughs) You old pigs. That was our section called the Triple Banger Lightning Round. And that was pretty quick, wasn't it? Is that the Triple Banger Lightning Round? And we're not going to even do an auxiliary. We're going to move along to a question. We uh, a question. We're going to move along to a section we like to call "Where Were You?" And when you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? Now you were in uh, in uh, Mexico. Uh, you took a, a trip with your family. Yeah, that's where and, I almost uh, got. That's where I almost got in that tussle that I was and, talking and my, about. My understanding is that you won't even know what tussle I'm referring to if you haven't heard the previous episode. Right. You're just going to be in the dark, completely in the dark. Yeah. Um, it, this is a family trip, and that's my understanding. Is that's why I wasn't invited uh, on the trip. And then, uh, well, if I had a pinball machine, I probably would have been in the type of mood to invite uh, the fathers of my godson. And then you, you also are multiple throwing a, fathers. <laughs> you're throwing like a good friend trip uh, to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that. all filled up, you know, because I don't have that's any good friends. Up. Is there My a, good friends are Kate and a seagull that I've nicknamed seagull. Nerbert. Okay. Uh, no, this is true. Yeah, I went. we went to Mexico to do a sibling trip. And so my sibling, Morgan Miller, who's a very funny comedian in New York City. That's and, your sister. Yeah, and her significant yeah. other. And then... Um, uh, K-8's brother and his significant other. And, um, you know, they've, they've both have been, everybody's been dating for a while. And, uh, K-8's brother, I think he's going to maybe get, uh, you know, he's, he's heading towards the, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, marriage situation. And we just wanted to go out there and like strengthen our relationships with our siblings 
and it worked. I mean, it really worked. It's like, hey, it was in the, you know, a lot of people are in this situation. I think everybody has this where they wish they were closer with their siblings or they see other siblings that seem to be great friends and they wish they were better friends with their sibling, but they don't think that their sibling likes them so much. And we, my younger sister is seven years younger than me. Her younger brother is like, you know, I think it's, you know, eight years younger than him or six years younger than him. And is there... There's something funny, gentlemen. Uh, hmm? The skinny lemon company master cleanse beverage wasn't wasn't a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Have you tried it? Uh, yeah, I, I was on it for ten days. That it's was the all Doritos jacked of drinks. <laughs> And Jesus. I don't say that. And I don't say that lovingly. <laughs> you don't say that often. I don't think you ever said that really. Um, so anyway, so um, you know, she. I think Kay in some ways thought, thought that. Um, her brother, like, you know, like didn't like her, didn't think she was cool. Or didn't want to hang out there, was frustrated with her, thought she was like stupid or flaky or all these things. And I think that in a way he kind of thought the same thing about, it was like, he wanted to be closer friends with her. She wanted to be closer friends with him. And they just weren't telling the other person because they were afraid of being vulnerable and being the one to. So they really kind of like worked through that and are in a great jumping off point to become better and better friends. And then my sister and I are already good friends, but became better friends. And she's kind of in an interesting transitional point in her life as a comedian, as a person, all this stuff. You well, know, I mean, I was kids are in there. It, like looked like a fun, it looked like a fun trip. And I don't say it looked on, on paper. I actually I stayed in the hotel next next to you and I observed. You did. I was actually in that uh, motorhome. Yeah, I was peeping, uh, peeping cash the entire time. You were. <laughs> I don't know why it has to be Tom. It was peeping cash. It was the peeping cash. Do you think the, the original peeping Tom, his name was Tom? That's. I, I assume so. Somebody's like, "You're peeping Tom," and he goes, "That's right." And from now on, it'll be called a peeping Tom. <laughs> no, After me, Tommy peeps. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> It's weird. He sounded just like Trisk and Hurlebutton. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's Trisk and him used to live together. I'm hoping that you said you might invite me on the acquaintance trip in 2016. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing a close friends trip, kind of, you know, next year, 2015. And then 2016, I'm doing sort of an acquaintances that I work with trip. Yeah. And that's more for people that I work with a lot, you know? Yeah. So, I'm doing a 2017 okay. acquaintances yeah, that I occasionally two. work yeah. with. And whose family, you know, isn't very fond of me, Trip. And I've invited you, and I've invited my father, and I've invited this guy named Dern, who, um, he's just a good friend, you know. I gotta say this, when I was in Mexico, this is a where were you, um, first of all, my phone went swimming without telling me at all. Yeah, that's so why it's been a little difficult to get a hold of you. It's been pretty hard back. to get a hold. You know, we missed a we missed a week. Uh, people might wonder there why. There was a season two of Silicon Valley, and that was very exciting. But I didn't have a phone, so yeah. it was this great thing where it's like uh, I found out this great thing over email, and then I kind of was able to just silently hang out yeah. and celebrate and be excited about that. I hope it's I sent good. up a, a help balloon just. Uh, just to try to catch you. did. I saw that. I shot that with a BB gun. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. It said save Ferris, which I think might have confused yeah. you. But And also there's a, there's, a, there's a county fair that has a Ferris wheel that's broken. They're going to have to get rid of it if assistant. they don't get the donations to be able to. <laughs> your assistant is in France or something, right? Yeah. It's, so we're trying, to, we're trying to take this whole thing global. Scepter Industries, right. we want to make it a so global your assist, company. Your assistant's in France and you lost your phone. And you're not you know super easy to reach anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm a, I tried a lot of things. I tried a, real, a number two I'm a pencil. I'm an eccentric. You did. I tried a skywriter. You sent. You actually sent balloon. me. You sent me a number two pencil that you'd use a number one pencil to scratch out the two and put the the, the yeah. number three. Did you see the the eclipse? I did that see was the my eclipse. doing. That was my doing. I did see the eclipse. I didn't realize that was you. If I'd known that was you, I would have called. That I was didn't. my brainchild. That was a, please call me so we could do another episode. It's kind yeah. of a red eclipse thing, really, it is. I see. Okay. That was all about you. Fair enough. Actually, <laughs> you know, I mean, you were impossible to reach. It's true. Right. And then impossible. But then also And then you get getting confused about what day it was and what month so it was. Kate's that's true. Anyway. And Kate's phone, we left it outdoors okay. and just to see what kind of a uh, seagull temerity it had. A seagull shit on it. <laughs> really? That's real. 
And we tried to, you know, I said, does this considered good luck? And she said, no, not in any culture. I don't think you can really put this in. A, this is a real. And so that was when we nicknamed that seagull Nurbert. And later on, we were eating by the pool and the same seagull came and he grabbed a piece of our pizza and yeah. he flew away with it. Well, you know, in some the nerve cultures, of him, and I picked up one of those tops to the, you know, the tin things they yeah. put over the plates. And I was like, "Away, Nurbert, away!" And I was swinging it and going, "Get out of here, go on, get, get!" And uh, and then once he left, I turned around. And I realized there was like forty people at a pool <laughs> that had just seen a man yelling at a seagull, calling it Nurbert, <laughs> swinging like a tin shield. <laughs> Well, his lady friend just looked on and was like, God damn, that seagull shit on my phone. You know, in some cultures, uh, it is good luck to have someone crap on a Yogi Bear 3D uh, poster. So I feel like not in America, buddy, in a museum. So I I feel like that might have been a positive thing. I look back at that, not with regret, not disappointment, not with what could I have done, what should I have done. Yeah. I look back at that with an eye towards the future. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I gotta say, honestly, I'm often lost during these I don't conversations. Either. I'm just, I'm so pissed at that guy. Shit on my headshot! I swear to God. I need someone to sit next to me during these podcasts and explain to me what happened. The, the podcast should be called "What Just Happened." <laughs> yeah, but there's another podcast called "This Is Not Happening," so we can't. It's too hard to. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Hey, no, but that's true, right? I mean, I guess you're what percentage of what you say do you think is nonsense? Oh, um, you mean on the show? Yeah, <laughs> no, in, in general, general yeah. yeah, on the show, uh, you in know, general, it's near 90, it's yeah. near 90 percent. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I, I, you know, it's all in the ear of the beholder, really. Well, isn't it how how much would you say is not real? It's just a complete fabrication. I don't make up what the reason one thing I like about the podcast is I want to maybe someday when I'm dying listen to all the episodes in succession. Yeah. And uh and so I'll sort of know what was going on. Most of the, the stories are true because you know, I want a uh, to chronicle what's going on in my life. For example, true. this eclipse story I'm going to tell you. Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm saying. No, that was not true. Okay, but you said you made the eclipse to contact me. Yeah. That's the kind of nonsense yeah. I'm talking about. That may not so have saying, been true. Do you think 40% of what I mean, you say is nonsense? That happened to have been true, but most of those... forty. Would you say 40% of what you say is nonsense? The stories are 100% true. The jokes the jokes are not so true sometimes. So those are, non, those yeah. are nonsensical. Yeah, but if I tell a story, it, it did happen. Yeah, we all you agree know. with that. Yeah. But I want to ask you before we move on to – I just do want to explain what happened to me during the eclipse. It was pretty funny actually. And I'm reminded of the eclipse because of that joke. But you you have some different things going on. You've got an HBO show. Uh, you have movies uh, that you're in. You have a, a Goreburger. You have a music uh, CDs that you're putting out. You have comedy specials. You have live uh, television appearances where you're hosting Chelsea lately, these sorts of things. Um, and now I guess you're starting a charitable organization. Do you, um, do you feel like you have enough on your plate? <laughs> because no, I'm trying. <laughs> because I mean, most people are driven by self-loathing. I, you know, most of us, what are you driven? You seem to be pretty happy with yourself. What are you driven by? I, I why are you continuing I'm... to, why are you keep adding to what you, what you're, do you very, mean, you're very busy. What do you mean people are driven by self. Oh, I actually, I don't mean to say that you're happy with yourself no, no, in the way that. No, like, no, no in I'm a, just interested in, a, in that. Okay, that, let that. me explain. And I don't mean to say this in a way where you're like an egomaniac. I'm just saying you don't seem to hate yourself the way some people do. Yeah, no, I, I mean most people really hate you. I, but uh, <laughs> no, it's true. But I enjoy myself. Yeah, but most I do people enjoy that, that that I'm a happy that person. achieve. Yeah, that achieve on this level yeah. that I'm describing. I mean, this is a big list. Uh, they do it because they, they don't feel good enough and they're constantly striving to prove that they're good enough. That doesn't seem to be what drives you. What drives you? Uh, yeah, I feel like I proved I was good enough uh, when I was like 25 and started working for Second City. Or at least Even pretty, before that, you were a good kick the can player. I was a what great kick the canner, man. I was. They called me Tanner the can kicker. Oh shit! I fucked that up. They called me. They called me Tanner the kick canner. But what's driving all this? Or they called me Dicker the can kicker. 
It did. It okay, did. that worked. Okay, that worked. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, it's just, uh, you know, I just, I like to keep building, and um, I like to have a lot of irons in the fire, and it's not even to be successful. It's just like Hollywood is very hard to um, penetrate, especially now with so many different mediums and so many different things splitting our focus and attention. And um, I sort of pursued film and television because it was the medium that reached the most amount of people. But my whole thing is sort of driven by philosophy and an idea of sort of public servitude or duty. That's kind of, that's the thing that drives me is that I'm trying to give people, I think comedy is important because it distracts people um, momentarily or gives them like, you know, even if it's a false elation, it still makes them happy for a small period of time. And that's the best thing that I can do for people in a life that is essentially tragic and meaningless when you look at directly in the, down the barrel. Right in its eyeball? Yeah. In life's right, eyeball? Right in its human eyeball. And it doesn't even blink back? And it just don't even blink back. It just looks straight <laughs> through you, sister. Um, you know, and so that that's sort of what drives me. And the reason, and I kind of, I have a lot of different platforms because, you know, I think it's as important to make, like, I actually don't think it's as important to make children laugh, but, like, I enjoy making children laugh, doing children's television and films. But I just, they don't, they're not really aware of their mortality yet, and they don't understand how kind of awful things are. So it, it doesn't seem as important to me. Because kids also laugh when, like, a dog farts or falls over, and they laugh, like, yeah. you know, when they get kicked in the balls with a can, stuff like that. And, um, but, you know, I do think that, like, the can it's as important to try and be funny in the medium of network television as cable, as stand-up, as sketch comedy, as improvisation, as radio, which, you know, is this also as podcasting, and that kind of stuff. And then once, you know, and then just of, of recent, I've sort of, because K-8 is so kind of like such a mental giant uh, to be around, it's like I we began to realize that once we'd had a, a strong enough foothold in the Hollywood section of culture that we would try and sort of expand out to uh, other parts of culture. And so that's how we started, like, bridging and making philanthropic efforts with uh, museums that have programs for younger kids. And when we were in Mexico, we sort of donated and, you know, started a relationship with a, a home and orphanage that's down there outside of Cabo San Lucas. And then just the idea, she has this thing called the Fairy Tale Foundation that uh, teaches uh, new morality, like secular morality, through the use of modern fairy tales and international fairy tales. And does she explain that, that the fairy stuff. tales aren't real, or is that something they'll find? No, out later? we tell the kids that they're fucking real, and they better wash their little asses. <laughs> and I say wash, you know, not watch, like wash your little asses, <laughs> you little kids. Keep those asses clean. Yeah. You understand? Well, it's fun to watch all this stuff you're doing. I got yeah. some advice. But after, it does. I mean, it's um, a, it, it is a lot. It's like I yeah. do overwhelm myself consistently, and I don't have, you know, I, I've. It's there's a. I think a lot of people really do hate me. I mean, with all of their human hearts, and uh, <laughs> I, I understand that. And that some people are responsible for that hatred because <laughs> they're telling people about stuff, you know, from the podcast, and those people should just stop listening completely, please. Um, you know, and I think there's, I make, I made that music album and it, it was purposefully supposed to be confusing, but I still have people that are like, why did you do that, man? That was such a fucking dumb idea. Like they don't say it straight like that, but pretty much. And, um, it just, it's okay. It's not, I don't make, there's no way to make comedy that is universally loved except for two and a half men, which people in every country absolutely love. And it's like, that's not really the integrity of comedy that I'm trying to maintain or the caliber of comedy that well, I'm trying here's to Here's a good perform. example. I, you know, I was, I was looking so at... So I have to do it in every different medium and do all different types of comedy. And some of it isn't for you, and some of it isn't for me, and some of it isn't for that person, but it's for that person. Well, so I, I have was, to make as many different types of comedy as I can to make as many people laugh. And you're right. Nothing's going to be universal. Before we all die. That's... And 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 you're going to get laughs out of that too. You're gonna to, you're going to be the first comedian to really release hone the, the hour set their, that's only about death. That just releases and people it, from it the will, death anxiety. and it will release people from the death anxiety. Um, you know, um, this fella uh, David Letterman. He had a show apparently for quite a while on late night television, huh. and he's uh, retiring. 
and I saw his sort of goodbye uh, clip on YouTube. And underneath, the first like 10 comments were, good riddance, I always hated this guy, he's gotten old, he gave up, etc. And I thought, this is proof. I mean, this is one of the most successful entertainers uh, of our lifetime who uh, was fantastic. Uh, whether you love what he specifically does each night, that's, a, that's up to you. But you have to acknowledge he's a real pro. And to write all that stuff underneath made me think, you know, you're, 50% of the population is always going to hate what you do. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. It's better to be um, polarizing than neutralizing, yeah. is what I've always said. Yeah, that's an so that makes quote. sense. Now, I got some excellent advice. I was at, uh, I was in Sunnyvale. I had a great time over at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers, a fun club. I enjoyed it. With a great name. And uh, someone came up to me after the show and gave me some advice. I don't know if you have ever got, received this advice, but this wasn't the first time for me. He suggested for my career that I go on this show called uh, uh, Saturday Night Live. He felt that that might improve my career. He asked if uh, I, uh, have if I have considered, or... if, I, if I considered going on the show and being uh, a part of the uh, main cast there on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> He inquired. He said that he thought it might be a good career uh, opportunity for me to, to attempt to do. And I thought that was fantastic advice. I had never even considered such a move. I thought that would really, really hurt and sort of. Uh, uh, you're right. You, know, well, you could call, stall my career. But that now is, that now that you said it, I said you know now that you've said it, you should be a manager. This was really. I mean, for you to come to me and say that that took now, courage. I that mean, was really my question is you know now now that he's mentioned it. I don't know why you didn't just call up Lauren Michaels and say, look, you know, I think this might be a good career move for me. I, you guys might benefit from having me on the show. Why he don't thought, you join yeah, for a little bit? This guy apparently, yeah. and he, was, he talked to me about it for at least five minutes, even though I kept trying to shut things down. But his feeling was that I would Even be one time. You're like, all right, let's shut it down, yeah, buddy. No, I really I almost I almost used my punch card. But um, I. He really felt that that I'd be more vis like more people would know about me if I did that show. He kept expressing that 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 I I might even draw bigger crowds. What was that, he like? That, describe him. Describe him as a. Uh, he was an older gentleman, uh, about probably sixty five, sixty seven years old. He's just uh, like I remember when he, really he wanted did. to be on TV. He just had to have the will to step on stage. Yeah, it, it was, was so hard to get from place to place. It was quite a compliment that he was giving me, just to think that. Oh, uh, yeah. But but he felt that would be my next career move uh, to do that. Now, in terms of advice that comics give, uh, have you ever worked? Did you ever work? I think all of us worked with an old older old timer. In the business, yeah. When we were single, and did you ever get this advice? Because I think every comedian has, yeah. where the old timer comes up to me, he's like, "You can't leave the club. Don't go to her house. Don't go to a party outside the city limits. <laughs> you are king here. You can't leave the premises." And, you know, they make that speech, and then they're like, "And don't tell any jokes." You did your work on stage. Shut up and listen. I mean, in terms of scoring chicks, and I do think that that is the best comedy advice a person can. Somebody get. really said that oh, to yeah. you. I, you've never heard that. I've no, talked to the comics no one's about ever it. said don't leave the district, don't leave the area, basically. don't leave the county, don't let her take you to another party, don't go to her house, don't chase These a girl outside. You're a, you're a king inside the strip mall or wherever the comedy club is. Okay, I but mean, don't go to a party across town with her. You never heard that? I gotta say, man, not you're trying really. to meet girls after a show. Not really. And how about the don't tell any more jokes? Just shut up and listen. <laughs> you told your jokes on stage. She saw the best of you, I, and I understand oh, that. So I see, I see comics after. I see comics after their set trying to continue to be funny with girls after the show. You already did your thing on stage. I do think that's correct. No, that's the reason. Listen. Anyway, bottom line, I have become that guy get any that's girl, making that speech. Well, <laughs> I'm making that speech right here. No, but if you, if you're <laughs> for if, you fledgling comedians, if you're making but, don't leave the club. But, and stay don't, in the club. That, that's coming from a guy that says, if we stay here. The party dies. No, in this instance, literally, stay you have here. To stay here, or the party dies. Yeah. The party will die, no matter what. <laughs> um, well, here's—I mean, there's so many things to talk about with that cash. Okay. I mean, we have an issue here where he's saying, "Don't go to her house," right? I did it again. Hi. <laughs> he drank the master cleanse again. I got to get it on this. Oh my god! Let's I see what the deal is. 
I had two drinks here, and I keep reaching for the wrong one. It should oh, yeah, just have a skull this. and crossbones on it, really. I remember this. You can drink. You can drink this, just this, for days and days at a time. That's real. I think you'd get really ornery and tired. I didn't. I drank it for ten days straight. I made my own. You make your own, but you can really just drink this. It's insane. Yeah. See, look. The skinny lemon story, you can, you, this, this one is for today. Then you do day two, three, nine through yay. I mean, Jesus God, man. Day this nine, isn't healthy. You, you're not meant to just drink things for nine days. Yeah, you can. Days. You can go without eating you for can. 14 days. You can, but it's not smart. You can do a lot of things and survive. Doesn't make it smart. Okay. I'm going to start doing for this For example, right now. you can leave the club. Chase her all over town, but you're king within these doors. Just shut up and listen. But, but I, 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 the way that you, it's I, true, I just, it's true. Just ask her questions and listen. The way that you don't I, need to, you've the, already done all your. The way you've that done your I've gotten women, yeah. to have sexual intercourse with me, mm-hmm. is by making them laugh. Right, all and the so way you did into that the bed. F- all the way in, all the way into the bed. All the way into the bed. I, your work never wasn't done a, when you got off stage. There's never. It's not work. It's you have to done. Keep pressing the issue. But you're you're just a funny guy. You're not gonna. It, it's he's talking about. Don't try and be on. Right. If he's saying like, what are you supposed to do, be hilarious and then get get off stage and hang out with her and be morose? You don't be morose. She's just like she's just like, hey, you're hilarious up there. We're gonna go out to a bar, but it's within this area, the area that's not outside of the district or the county. And if you if you want to hang out after that, you don't have to come to my place. I'll I'll stay at your shitty condo with you, and you're just like, that would be fine. <laughs> what, do you guys have a car or not? What did you eat? I didn't, Have you nothing, eaten yet? There's nothing in my description that has anything to do with robots. No, that's more like this. That's the good way to get it. See, my yeah. advice to young comics is, listen, you get out of the district, you go to her house, and you act like a robot. <laughs> you understand? You're funny on stage. As soon as you're off stage, you're like, I would like to leave the county. Take me to your home. I will continue to be funny. <laughs> All right, we're gonna make we're gonna move along to essential questions of human nature because this this essential is a good topic. Human, this one's gonna get fucking nasty. It's gonna get crazy. Nature. Ladies, take a break. Fellas, take a break. Okay, how long into a conversation is too soon for a woman to declare, "I have a boyfriend"? Like, uh, that's a tricky one because they shouldn't. It's rude to say it right up front. It's really rude. It's weird to be like, "I, I have a boyfriend," but I think it's like a, a it would be a bell curve. Because if they say it too late, it becomes really bad, too. Yeah. Like four or five dates taste. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> right after worse. you've had intercourse. Right. <laughs> like in the morning as you serve her eggs. Yeah. I mean. The, the, and I'm not talking about actually handing her, like, you know, eggs and, and sausage and stuff. I'm talking about ser- servicing her, her ovaries. Oh, God. <laughs> If there's sausage involved, it's only going to one place. That is so graphic. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, drink the master cleanse. I'm serious. I'm gonna drink the master cleanse right now to rid my body of that this image. This is a terrible thing. I'm sorry, lady. You've got to understand. We're saying all this stuff. It's all improvised. Some of this, I'm. We're as disgusted at what we say as you are. You're improvising. I have a script. Uh, every single yeah, you thing do, I say. And you memorize it, and you. You and I say words. When I say words incorrectly, even that's written out. Yeah, I, I like to be made fun of three times a show. Uh, <laughs> incorrectly. What's the weirdest place to have someone say, uh, "I have You're a boyfriend"? A robot. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, the weirdest place that someone would say, uh, I have a boyfriend, I think it's in a, the, hu- in a humanistic psychology <laughs> convention. <laughs> I think it's a dry, I think it's a drive through window. Robot? I have a boyfriend. Uh, it's also funny to go. Hey, can I, have a, can, I, can I have a small French fry and a hamburger? You just hear, <laughs> Yoey robot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I have some people will theorize that this entire podcast, not this episode, but the entire run of podcasts, is just a big misunderstanding. 
<laughs> Some will theorize that between, years from now. Between the two when of they us, go through the archives, the be like, these two didn't. Uh, they weren't good <laughs> listeners. They have no idea what the other one was saying. <laughs> they don't know what the show that they're on. They is. had no idea. Uh, we can judge it now, but they couldn't even judge it for themselves within that era. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, Oh, my good God. I mean, yeah, a drive through is a weird one. At what point in the order should she tell you? I mean, when she's starting to ask, do you want a Let's Coca-Cola do it right or now. Pepsi? Let's do it now. Okay, so it'll be like, um, and I actually yeah, used to work at McDonald's. Uh, uh, would you like to order, sir? Okay. Uh, yeah, where am I right now? Uh, Jack in the Box. Okay. Welcome uh, to the Jack in the Box with yeah. the big head. Um, yep. I, I didn't realize you added how, that that tag to the title. Uh, oh, sorry. Would okay. you like the Super uh, Billy package? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to have one Super Billy package, Super Bopper Billy package, Super Bopper Billy package with the tall fries or the medium fries. I love the taller fries, the fries that are longer. Yeah, I have a boyfriend. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I'll take the tall fries and... Uh, Just let you know, I have a boyfriend. I know, I understand that. I wasn't, I, I don't know, I didn't mean to, did it feel like I was hitting on you? I are you a to... robot or are you outside the city limits? <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest getting back into your territory. Yeah. Okay, joke meister. Oh, one more thing. You might consider Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe that guy. Yeah, that's what people think. Has though. anyone ever Why said that to you? That? The Saturday Night Live thing. Yeah, yeah, Saturday Night Live. That's happened to you, right? It's it's well, happened to me more I, than once. And I get I get I get a gray one. Just one that continues to this day, which is just like just keep at it, man. Oh like, yeah. Just, or, or, yeah. Or this is the craziest one, and I've had family members say yeah. this. Just like, you know, I think I said something like. You know, remember, this is all very surreal to me, and I'm I'm a big believer in this, like, there is no, you haven't made it, it's like just making it is having made it, the fact that you're making these things, and getting paid for it, and there's always more work to be done, and if you sort of, if you're waiting for this one point, you're going to be unhappy when you get there, and it's going to totally ruin, it's a great Gatsby problem, it's, you know, partially America's fault, but America's the only place that you have an opportunity to feel that disappointment, so, um, you know, I think that uh, it's uh, for me. I just, I don't know. The, the craziest thing it was. Uh, it, they were really trying to be nice. Really, really trying to be nice. Okay. But they basically, I think I said something like, "Yeah, you know, Simon, so uh, this movie, How to Train Your Dragon," mm-hmm. and then um, you know, I'm in this this movie, Yogi Bear 3D, which is from Warner Brothers, and then I'm on this like, you know. Uh, I think it was like a this network television show that was soon to be canceled. And, you know, this uncle or somebody was just like, literally was just like, yeah, man, just get your face out there. Just keep trying to get your face out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I just didn't know how to, it was such a sad moment of me being like, there's no, there's literally no way we'll ever connect on this thing. <laughs> You're so far removed from what's happening. It's it's just it was such a weird thing. I mean, and part of it might have been not exactly knowing. I don't know, but I I don't know. It it seemed really sincerely like you keep getting your face out there. You keep getting your face on television and in movie theaters. I promise you, one day you're going to be on Saturday Night Live. I know yeah. that that's in your future. Yeah. I know that yeah. can happen for you. How about this one? I got this one uh, last week. Someone said, uh, "I told my husband you've really improved." No, that's not yeah. true. That's that's kind that's of like so you weird. before, right? Well, and that's what a, a subtext, right? What a weird, what what a weird like we saw you last time and you were hilarious, but this time you were fucking right. Made us go nuts. It's just a weird. I I always you know what the first thing that my mind goes to when I hear something like that. First thing is like what a tough marriage that would be. Mm. Because that's a woman who is, I mean, you've really improved. Can you imagine having sex with her and it goes well? And afterwards, she's like, that actually went really well that time. It's like, oh, fuck my life, you know? Just this awful thing where, like, you get a bonus and, you know, you come home, you're like, I got a great Christmas bonus. She's like, hmm, you really really made some good money this year, actually. 
You know? Yeah, no, it's this important year. to date someone that doesn't hurt your feelings. In fact, it's important to just be friends with people that don't hurt your feelings all the time. And yeah. I have friends that inadvertently hurt my feelings so often I just don't really want to hang out too often. Who is that? Would that be like? Would that be me? Would that be my no, no, no. I don't take what you say very seriously. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> is that Jared? Yeah, you're not. You're good with feelings, I think. Seriously, yeah. there's people though that like where they, you know, these sort of backhanded insults. You know what else uh, people say often? Not the Saturday Night Live thing as much, but people that say things like that. Um, I often hear people go put down, you know, different entertainers' careers by saying, "Yeah, where's his career now?" Right? That's a popular one. Where's his career now? And you want to go where? Where has your career ever been? <laughs> really? Like it, I, you, you, you know, you're. Why are you even throwing stones? Like you've never had a good career. That person, that celebrity, maybe yeah. has had a period of time where he's not quite as. I don't understand that. Where is he now? Type thing. I, I love some guy who's like in middle management at Consumer Electronics, which I yeah. worked in. Just that guy being like. Yeah, Travolta hasn't really done shit since uh, Pulp Fiction, right? And you're like, well, Battlefield Earth. And he's like, yeah, where'd that get him, huh? Hold on a second. I got to go help this person reach the batteries. I'll be right back. <laughs> Where's his fucking... I'm coming, Doris. <laughs> Jesus, God. I was in the break room for five minutes. We're out of coffee. <laughs> you call me that, you bitch. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Yeah, sorry. I slept with the, the woman in the office who went around telling everybody I got a limp, flaccid dick. A tiny little shrimp dick. Not even a jumbo prawn, Doris. Anyway, Travolta's washed up. <laughs> I love how that, that morphed into a domestic violence sketch. <laughs> I, always, I like the idea of um, <laughs> Isaac Witte, who's a really funny comic, had this joke about in the middle of the night, they'll, you know, they they get on the grocery store thing and they'll be like, clean up in aisle six. We need to clean up in aisle six because they repeat it. But he was there one time and, like, they kind of got in a fight over it. Like, it's like, clean up in aisle six, Bobby. I need to clean up in aisle six. And it's like, um, you know, uh, you know, Susan, like, like Sarah, I'm busy in the break room, Sarah. I'm busy in the break room, Sarah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, she's like, we're going to need a cleanup on aisle six, Bobby. And it's like, don't give me this crap, Sarah. Like, it really went back. <laughs> like, they clearly couldn't talk to each other yeah. in real life. And there was maybe two people in the grocery store. <laughs> so they were like, fuck it. And I just love that. Cause in everywhere I worked, there was always that weird tension of like, I don't know. This you, they're very real problems in the workplace, but nobody ever like really talks about it. You know? Yeah. I knew some. I knew some uh, lawyers at the law firm that I was at. They were bumping uglies. You know, they had kind of ugly children or friends, and they'd make them bump into each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna finish it up with maskers, guys. I can't stand myself. I want everybody to know. Like eighty-five percent of superheroes. This is Maskers. Okay, we're, we're doing it. We're doing Washington, D.C. And here's the thing. I've never been to Washington, D.C. before. Oh, ever. that's a big deal. So, so I want someone request. to take me on a tour. I want one of the 12 and a half to take me on a tour so I have something to joke about while I'm there. So, you know, get a hold of me. I want you to take me on a tour of... Uh, and then the winner of... Uh, the winner of our contest for who comes from the farthest distance to our show... Um, well, yeah. what are, are they going to win? Are they going to win like some kind of I a mean, tour? We're, or we're talking about hot air balloon ride, right? Is that is that what mainly what people do? No, hot um, air balloon ride. No, I know what it was. Uh, motorcycle sidecar. We're going to take you on Monday after the show. Yeah, no, I think car. I think it's in a sidecar. What I want to do is through the city streets. What I want to do a tour of the White House. That's what it was. You no, know, we thought we might. This is the kind of thing. It's going to be a surprise, but something like. We all rent rascals, those scooters, for kind of elderly or morbidly obese people. And we get in them and we ride around in the Washington, D.C. mall and kind of see yeah. the sights together That'd and enjoy Monday. that. Yeah. So we're going to do that giveaway because we want you to come from miles around. We're coming. We're going to fly, what, five or six hours for this? And so six, if you this could is come, a six-hour six hour flight, flight seriously? in a private jet. And it was, I mean, it's going to be we really circumnavigate tough. the globe, the globe three times. Globe, yeah. 
uh, eating only we buckets got, of nougat we got and the ugliest, Doritos chat. We got the ugliest orphans to be bumping and, up against. And we're going to drink Skinny Lemon Company Master Cleanse we're the entire the, time. We're getting the Master Cleanse, guys. Each time... Uh, we're going to have explosive diarrhea when we get off this. I'm going to Skippy. Each time Skippy Little Levy takes his Skinny Lemon drink, he gets <laughs> a sad look on his face, man. This is big. We're only going to do a few more live shows this year. We'll do, we're going to do this one, and then maybe uh, Nashville. Nashville. And then one in L.A. and then maybe one in San Francisco. That's it. It doesn't this happen the 100th episode. We feel like it's going to be big. This is the thing. It's if people come and they love the show and the 100th episode feels like you guys really love it. We really want to keep doing the episode, you know, the show. Yeah. But if if nobody comes to this hundred, no one comes. Thing, then if zero people come, I we think have we're to, have to really, stop. we have yeah. to stop. Doing we have to really take show. stop. Yeah. I'm so if sorry. If zero people come. If nobody comes, if. If negative people come, as in like Less if employees of the place leave right. while we're and performing, leave. and then there's like a then um, we're actually losing. If a, a sinkhole actually breaks out in the middle of the auditorium, an actual sinkhole. Yeah, if a person implodes, if they fall within <laughs> themselves, completely spontaneously combusting. Yeah, I'm going to invite the uh, producers of uh, Saturday Night Live uh, just because I know it's I nearby. I'm so excited for yeah, them to come I'm down. Try to do that. Um, and uh, but come to come to it. It's it's on May eighteenth. It's going to be both shows on that same day. Is that what we decided? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we've really loved four twenty p.m. is the podcast. Four twenty p.m. podcast. Get into it. Get real with it, guys. It's Arlington, Virginia. Okay, bring the gear. Bring and all the gear. To the Arlington. Bring draft the party house. gear. Bring the party gear, guys. We need those utility belts that hold the beers. Bring the party geysers, guys. You got to have Tabasco <laughs> sauce in a holster. Bring the car. Bring the party geysers. Never mentioned this. So it was like. Going back through every hundredth episode, they're like, they never mentioned party geysers before. What are they talking about? Yes, you know bring, what I'm talking about. I'm not doing the show unless you break out the party geysers. Right, we got to have party geysers. <laughs> Wear your masks. I still will scream at you. There. This is bullshit. No one brought the party geysers? Yeah, yeah. It's, if we stay here, the party geysers are doing the show. Yeah. You're trying to calm me down. I'm not doing the show. Yes, relax. Gosh, they relax. didn't even know what they the geysers know, were. Yeah. I don't. I look out there. I see a sea of people and no party geysers. <laughs> this is bullshit. What even would a party geyser be? I don't know what a party geyser would be, but bring them. Just something that sprays party. Just sprays party. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 totally. Is this a right, and you know what? I'm going to say this. Cash, Cash is going to oh, stop. <laughs> he's going. The winner of the furthest away, the, the person that came the furthest away, gets. Cash is going to do. We'll personally the make love to you. Kermit and do the, the frog. Yoda. Yeah. The, or sorry, the Yoda orgasm to you personally on stage. He's going to close with the whole thing. It's going to be a great one, guys. Come out for that one. Come May on 18th, yeah. 420 p.m. And there's a special. Washington, D.C. Yeah, where is it called? What's tickets, it called? It's, only, it's a cheaper. It's at the draft house. You want to see both of them? It's a combined ticket price. That's not that's cheaper than if you went to them separately. We'd love you to come to both. Yes. And uh, one of them. and we got to finish up here. But Adam uh, Nicolets, uh, at after the bull, writes, is Yes's owner of a lonely heart. The best example of a great start, poor finish song. Wow. There's a few of those. You uh, know? I, I think, think Bohemian Rhapsody mm, is really, yeah. really that. Strong up front. I'll never forget that I, when it gets into, when it gets into the like, yeah, it's so great. And then when it's like the rocking out, I just was like, I remember it was in the Wayne's World trailer. Yeah. I just remember when it got to the point, I'm like, you ruined the song. This is like one of the coolest songs right. I've ever heard. And now it's just like. Yeah. I like it. I like, I like that one. How about Tom Petty uh, Breakdown? I mean, it's a great first, first like lyri- the, the lyrics at the start of that uh, song. You know, he's like saying about the breakdown. Like, breakdown. Go ahead and give it to me. Breakdown. How to take me through the night. And then there's no second verse. There's no second verse. You've heard that song. Uh, what about the one I was That's a great one. Is I think Teenage Wasteland doesn't finish as strongly as it really? starts. By the who? I was going to say. Um, and that's an amazing start. Song, and I want a second a verse. Small town girl living in a lonely world. You know that song? Okay. I think that starts off better than it ends. Okay. Is that Here, weird? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You it's think one of the that greatest one's... songs of all time. I know that. There was a song called uh, Rescue Me by Y&T. What's the other big Journey song? Uh, Who's Crying Now? 
Hmm. Okay. Well, what's the one that? <laughs> what's the one that? What's the one? I don't know anything about anything. But what's the one that he was talking about? Did we find it? Tom Petty. <laughs> Break down. Go ahead and give it to me. Break down. Check me tonight. We're positive that it's twice as slow as he's. This is Ted McGill's out of here. One hundred two point five. The rocker. It's and, the uh, rock. It is the rock. Listen, we got to finish here, this little cliffhanger you, me, here. Let's do a little a maskers thing. We better we're, finish we're here. We actually got to go. Okay. I got to get off the air. I'm going to turn it over to the all night out of sight acid rocker, Hinky Dinky Parley Vu. Mac Voltron, the faux charge, says, Are bungee jumpers really just pinatas for diabetic cannibals? <laughs> that is so weird. And yeah. In a word, yes. In a word, yes. Thanks for listening. Uh, Cash, we're not going like to fire you. We're not going to fire you. Oh, that's thank You're you. You're going to stay on 102.4 The Rock. It, that's it, right? Is it 102.5. You really, as oh, really? part owner, should know. 104.2? 102.5 The Rock. Either way, we, we're not going to fire you, but we have had to liquidate the station. Ooh. So we've, oh. we've totally sold the station. They're turning it Didn't into they're turning into condos that are primarily closets. Every single oh. condo is really more closet than living space. Some of the closets, the kitchen's in the closet. So we had to liquidate this, so you're gonna have to go back to that podcast, but Okay, I just want well, to tell you, it's been so fun being on the phone with you for this long. Yeah, thank you. And and for those of you that missed out on uh uh on um the whale song, yes. Uh, we'll play that next time. Oh, we can't. It's going to be condos. Well, I'll put a whale in a closet. You yeah. know it's a big closet if you could put a whale inside. Yeah, I mean... Folks, folks, if you get out of the closet and you're, you're... There's a whale inside your closet. You get out of the closet and it's inside of the belly of the beast of a larger whale. Your closet's too big. If you've organized your closet, <laughs> yeah, don't no. leave the closet. You're king inside the closet. Sounds nothing like anything you've ever said. <laughs> Why didn't you ever do this? What is it? Sax part? I yeah. need a kazoo for that. <laughs> <laughs> Go, you yeah, gotta see it. Are you <laughs> telling me the things you wanna do for me? You can't even tell us apart. I slime, but I don't like what I think I see. Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. Ted McGillcuddy, 1.2.5, The Rocker. Now leaving Nerdist.com.